You just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield and the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle. Got him in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. What's going on everybody? Year 5, episode 13 of Pat's Interference, your favorite college football podcast. My name is Patrick Norwood, sitting in Durham, North Carolina, joined by my beautiful co-host, best friend in the whole world. Whole world. Whole world, baby. Patrick Brickman, sir, how are you doing in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama? I couldn't be doing any better. I'm uh, I'm very, very, very excited for Saturday. I will get to watch yes. a college football game for the first time in two years on my own couch with my own beer in my own hand. And your own dog. And my own dog and my own wife. And it'll be nice. Um, it'll be good. And it's a good, it's a good, it's a good it's a good Saturday, actually. No, I was I was worried you were going to be upset that you were going you were not going to be at the number two versus number three matchup in Tuscaloosa. I've been to the national championship. You know, there's a good chance I'll I, go again. I, I, I will I will savor this. I could probably decide to be upset if I wanted to, but life's what you make of it. And uh, yeah, and I'm making lemonade, baby. Hey, quick question before we talk about football. Let's do it. Um, day after thanks. Sorry, not after Thanksgiving. Day after Halloween. Okay. Christmas decorations all over the yard, yes or no? Oh no, that's too early. We we've got some in our in our neighborhood. I actually kinda like I don't, it. Alright. I'm I was I'm gonna save this for the sound off, but remind me this is gonna be my sound off. But no I I wouldn't personally do it, but I don't care. So let me just say that and then I'll save the rest for the for the sound off, because that's gonna be a good one. Okay. I've got hey, I've got one today too. That's great. That sort that's of great. centers around the cold as well, but not Christmas. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is a college football podcast. If you've never heard us before, then you're in for a weird ride. But you can find us on social media to learn more. We're on Twitter at PI underscore podcast. On Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. Or you can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Email us at patsinterference at gmail.com. Or give us an iTunes review. We would actually really prefer that. Five stars. Uh, I checked. I did not see as of, I think, 11 a.m. yesterday. I did not see any more reviews. So again, our offer still stands. If you want to give us a five-star review and just write something like, give me my sticker, or I want my sticker, or give me my button, I want my button, I will personally mail you a sticker or button of your choice with like a $10 limit. $10. Okay? That's that's pretty generous still. That's Look, I'm that's, bribing people for likes. That's not cheap, right? I'm I mean, $10. I'm trying to be an influencer. Ten dollars. That's that's two two whole meals at Taco Bell. I want to be a Visco girl. I've heard <laughs> I need to start saying that. Okay, I like it. Just don't say it on the podcast anymore. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move. Let's move on to some actual football. Not a huge day last week um, on Saturday, but you did have some top ten teams going. LSU and Alabama both getting ready for. Game of the Century Part 2, question mark, exclamation point. Uh, and you had, Depends on what poll you're looking at. Yeah, you had a top 10 matchup in Georgia-Florida. We'll talk about that. Uh, Clemson rolled against Wofford, as they should have. 
Uh, Auburn struggled against Ole Miss, though. I want to start here. Brick, you were at that game. What happened? It was it was a very disengaged atmosphere from every from everyone there. Um, it 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 looked like okay, so 20, 20 points. You would look at that and you go, Auburn's defense played horrible, but they didn't. They didn't finish their drives like they should have, but they put up about five hundred twenty yards. Right? You usually that's off. that's usually that's good for about what do you think forty yeah. something points. Ish, yeah. I put it right around forty-two. Um, but it was just sort of a dead atmosphere. Jordan Hare, you had some players kind of calling out the fans. Uh, the student section was empty by the time halftime was over. Um, a lot of people in the building seemed like they wanted to be somewhere else, and I guess that is sort of a carryover from the loss to LSU and Auburn. You know, not being a contender for the playoff at least at this point, and they need a miracle and then another miracle to uh, to, to become a contender for that again. But, um. You know, uh, the quarterback, Bo Nix, didn't play terrible. The defense, once again, won the game for Auburn. They had a game-winning interception there at the end, and Ole Miss had a shot to go win it. Auburn missed three field goals, which is uncharacteristic. But, um, no, Auburn, Auburn is going to have to be embarrassed by that performance if they, if they want to have a shot. I think they have a shot at beating Georgia in a couple weeks, but they need to be embarrassed by what they did Saturday, or they're just going to get steamrolled. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. You're right. You're right. They control possession for the game, 36-03 to 25 or 23-57. Um, but the game, I went back and watched replays, man. It was just ugly. It, ju- it just never looked like Auburn got in a rhythm. I'm not sure how much the team really trusts Bo Nix to get the job done. If I'm being honest, I'm really not sure how much they really believe in him. Um, and I hate saying that because that's, that's throwing a true freshman under the bus. But at the same time, he's just not all there. No, I'm with you. And, and, and Joey Gatewood, the guy that, that during the week last week announced he was leaving because he wasn't getting his what he thought was a fair shake from the coaching staff, he was a very popular guy on the team. A yeah. lot, of, lot of people. And Joey Gatewood, he's a personal guy. He's a, you know, he's, he's a fun guy to be around the, the few times I've gotten to be around him. Um, maybe there's a carryover from that as well, but you know, it, was, it was sort of a distracting week. It's just... <clears throat> Auburn doesn't have nothing to play for, but they look like a team that didn't have much to play for. Yeah, Auburn's got, and another thing too, is they've got three games left. Two of them, they're definitely not going to be favored. I oh, mean, for I mean, sure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way they're going to be favored against Georgia. There's absolutely no way they're going to be favored against Alabama, even though they get them at home. I just, I, they, they've got to win two of those three games for this season to really look good. And I think I, just, it, I think it could look decent if, if they won a game. If they if they're able to beat Alabama or Georgia, that would be that would that's, be well, in that's my saying, they need to win two of the next three because they also play Sanford. Oh, right? Sanford, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's it's not we're already counting that one as a win, which I guess we shouldn't. Sanford's proved proving themselves pretty well, but they're also missing Duck Hodges now. So I'm yeah, no, little, it's not, it ain't it ain't happening this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little less high. On they all, they almost beat FSU last year, but they're not going to even be close to Auburn. No, uh, so you know you imagine they win that game. And then, yeah, I think you're right, and I think we're just kind of saying the same thing. You've got to beat Georgia or Alabama, right? You've got to beat one of those teams for this season to really look good. That's a ten-win se- or a nine-win season, pending a bowl, uh, a ten-win season. But I, 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 again, I'm just not sure that the team is really behind Bo Nix at this point. I don't think they are either, and I don't think they're behind. I'm not saying they're they're 
not behind Gus Malzahn, but they're not behind whatever this team has been doing on offense for 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 forever. And you know the strength of oh, we've said it every week. The strength is the defense, and the defense is is tired of having to bail the offense out. You you just you can tell. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on. You had uh, Michigan rolling against Maryland. Shea Patterson going for 151 yards. Buddy, has Michigan figured out enough to really contend with other Big Ten teams? Say Ohio State, Penn State. In the coming weeks, um, I'm not going to say that they're too Ohio State yet. I think they'll. I think they can beat with Ken, Penn State. We, uh, you know, Penn State's got Ohio State. They just debuted at number four in the college football playoff. I sound stupid because I was sort of, you know, a couple, two or three or four weeks ago, I was talking about how I didn't think they were very good. They're they're a pretty good team. Uh, getting off track here. Um, Michigan's figured some stuff out. You know, defensively for sure they figured some stuff out. And offensive. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're running the ball a lot better. They're coming around as a team. They're not going to win a national championship this year. They're not going to make a playoff, but right. they're not a, they're not a, a wasteland anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think things are looking a little less bleak. Maybe the great clouds are starting to roll away a bit. I think as long as you're a Michigan fan and you keep your expectations uh, tempered, you'll be fine. If you're a Michigan fan who now thinks you have the confidence to beat Ohio State, you're going to have a really bad time. Okay. You need to stop pizza in when you're supposed to French fry. As okay? they as, as as they normally do when they play Ohio right. State. Right. So about par for know, the course. I, I, think, I think Michigan's turning it around a little bit, but not enough to turn the season around. I think the season's pretty much disappointment already, uh, regardless of what happens through the rest of the year, unless they beat Ohio State. Wouldn't that be something? It would be something. Uh, there's been stranger things in college football. Speaking of which, the worst team Virginia Tech has put out on the field in probably our lifetime. Uh, you got to imagine so, right? Yeah. Just Late about. 90s, they were pretty good. Yeah. And then went to the national title. And I can't remember a time in my life when they've been this bad. Almost upset number 16, Notre Dame. 21-20. Yeah, they, they needed a little Notre, something there at the end to win that one. Notre Dame needed a little magic at the end to get it done, too. Buddy, what is going on with the Fighting Irish? Um, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch any of that game. I don't. Did you get to see any? Because it just, I'd imagine they're a team that's, uh, they, you know, they lost the week before. I'd imagine it's, uh, it's almost sort of what Auburn's going through. Yeah, I honestly, I was. You took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say that it looks almost identical to Auburn. Uh, not in the fact that the team doesn't really believe in their quarterback, like I was saying with Bo Nix and Auburn, but I think uh, there's just there's just not enough. I think the give a crap a meter is teetering towards E and the fire fighting Irish locker room right now. I'm not really sure they're buying into the program. And I, honestly, I'm starting to kind of question this game through the transitive property, which I hate is kind of making me question Georgia a little bit, right? That Georgia team struggled mightily at home against this Notre Dame team who now I'm not really sure is that good. Well, you know, that's a, that's a slippery slope. Cause you go, okay, I right, question Georgia. Right, well, Georgia sure. just beat Florida. That. And then you go, I got to question that. Georgia. I got to question Florida. I got to question Florida, who barely beat LSU or barely lost to LSU. If LSU can only beat slippery yeah. slope. And I get it's a slippery slope. Like I said, this Virginia Tech Hokies team is the worst we've seen in 20 plus years. Okay. And Notre Dame needed to drive down the field at home at the end of the game to win it. So yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's making me, I didn't say that it made me think Georgia was bad. All I am saying is it made me think about Georgia a little bit differently than I had. That's okay. But That's allowed. Notre Dame's, Notre Dame's biggest Achilles heel this year, for me at least, is their inability to take care of the football. 
they keep getting in these situations where they just can't not throw it to the opposite team. Um, Ian Book, a guy who looked like he had kind of figured things out towards the end of last season going into the playoff and then got eviscerated by Clemson, as everyone did in that playoff. Uh, again, comes back this year. It looks like he's going to be okay. Plays pretty decently during the Georgia game, except for a couple bad passes. And then throws two picks against this Virginia Tech defense that is just a bunch of true freshmen and sophomores and walk-ons. And he made them look like the Patriots. So if you're Notre Dame, I don't know where you go from here. Uh, you know, you're, you're a two-loss team, so your chances of making the playoffs are out. You've got one more uh, out-of-conference – or uh, excuse me, top 25 opponent uh, in Navy. And then other than that, your season's pretty much done. You, so, and you see a lot of this – I think you see a lot more of this now with the playoff. Um, I, I don't know why it would be this way, but I feel like, you know, with the four spots there – and a team knows I gotta I gotta aim to be in the in that in that final four, especially for Notre Dame. They don't get a conference championship. Once you see them get erased from the playoff thing, you know the playoff picture, then t- we've seen a few teams start to lose that motivation. And if I think long enough, I could think of teams from previous years that have done that too. Yeah, I think it happened a lot during the BCS era too. We just probably didn't realize it. Yeah, right? maybe I, I maybe mean- so, maybe so. Um, I, I, I distinctly remember a couple top 10 teams that would hit November and lose one and then because of their schedule realize, oh, I'm not getting in and then lose two or three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the slide was that that's that uh, slope was very steep. You even I mean, um, you even saw with Alabama when they played, uh, you know, they lost to Auburn, they sure. kicked six and then, you know, and then got waxed by Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're starting to see that from Notre Dame. I hope they don't just throw the towel in altogether. I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to lose another game this season. So they're on pace for another 10-win year. Uh, but again, that's another 10-win year. You know, it's it's just, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you got so close last year. You were so close, and you thought, okay, now we're moving in the right direction. Here we go. We're going to get it going next year. We get Ian Book back, and then this happens. And it's just, and remember, that Notre Dame team didn't really struggle against many teams last year. They struggled against Pitt, but I'm pretty sure everyone struggles against the Death Star nowadays. Uh, and they struggled against Vanderbilt, surprisingly. And then the rest of the time, they were kind of fine. They really were. They were fine. Uh, they, they kind of struggled in the last game of the season, but it's a rivalry game and you're on the road. I get that one. But, yeah. Uh, then you score three points in the playoffs, and it just looks like all that momentum's gone now. Uh, and now you're losing your quarterback. You're losing a good chunk. I'm pretty sure they lose most of their skill position players. Uh, if you're Notre Dame, I, I just I feel like Brian Kelly's just not the guy. I, I just don't think he's the guy to really get you to the national title game. And then when he gets you there, gets you to win it. He's their Mark Richt. Oof. He's he's. I mean, he's, yeah, it's a, he's a Mark that's Richt a great, type. No, I, I did that because that's a great. Yeah, he's, he's a Mark Richt type coach, and that's yeah. that, it's hard it's hard to get rid of a Mark, a Mark Richt. Right, yeah. um, and and I mean honestly, you know, while we sit here, Gus Malzahn's sort of a diet Mark Richt. You know, it's wow. just a guy that does just well enough. You can't really justify getting rid of him, right? You can't you can't fire a guy that took you to the playoffs last year, and he's going to get you to ten wins this year, and you know, throwing and putting up a bunch of passing yards, and your offense looks good. You've been a respectable team since the day you got there, but it's. Also, not what you want if you're Notre Dame, and it's Auburn. Auburn wants to compete for national championships, right? Um, uh, yeah. Notre Dame 
they, that's a fan base that expects to play for national titles. Yeah. Same right. with Michigan. Michigan's going through the same thing right now with Harbaugh. Just nobody wants to admit it over there. Uh, let me ask you something right quick on this SMU-Memphis game. We're not going to spend too much time on this because it's group of five. Uh, but I do want to ask you, did you watch it? Uh, no, I did not. I was scrambling to um, finish finish my work at, at Jordan Hare. I, I figured. Have you seen any highlights or anything? Uh, no. This game was great. It was one of the more fun football games I watched this season. Um, we were out at dinner for a little bit of it, but we sat down at a pizza place, or excuse me, a burger place for about 30 minutes, and there were three touchdowns in this game. It's awesome. Uh, it, it was nuts. It was absolutely, there was no defense. Defense was gone. Uh, both teams played great. Don't really know. New Year's six. What are you thinking for the group of five? Is there a chance? There's got to be a chance, yeah. right? Don't they have an automatic? Yeah, they, they'll have a team go. I mean, I think you would think it'd be Memphis after this, right? I I would think so, but then again, I don't really know what Memphis team we're gonna. This Memphis team also lost to Temple, right? So Temple's, I don't really. And Temple's they, a respectable. They, I mean, group. You know, if we're speaking in again, okay, we're not speaking in SEC to, terms. We're speaking in group be, of five terms. They only beat Tulsa by one. Like, yeah, we're speaking in group of five terms here. We're not speaking in SEC. You know, okay, they only but. They're one of the better group of five teams, Temple is. They're one of the better programs. Out yeah, of the, sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I would imagine Memphis would make it. My heart wants App State to make it, on, if I'm being honest. But after last week's debacle, which you can listen to our last episode to see how Boone was, I'm not really sure they've got much of a shot anymore. Um, you do have to imagine that Memphis is the team to go. And Memphis is a great team. Um, they, they've played a lot of really good Mm-hmm. They've played some talented teams, uh, and they've beaten those teams. Yeah, I mean they've they've hung around for five years as, as being you know a a, a a group of five team to for sure be reckoned with. I mean, yeah. you, you, it's not one that you want any team to take lightly. It's I, not. I would not, as an Alabama fan, I would not want to play Memphis. You wouldn't no. want to play Memphis. There's nothing to gain from playing a team that that's talented not, out of the group of five. But right, not because you're going. I would worry about Alabama necessarily losing like i'm not worried in that sense i'm worried at that possibility but i'm not sitting there going oh there's no way we'd beat memphis there's nothing wrong with you know nobody wanted to play ucf the last two years you're right you're right so uh brady white great quarterback i'm excited to see this memphis team and who knows they get a new year six bowl they pull some card they get a you know uh a wisconsin or a penn state or somebody like that yeah just watch they could beat them just, just watch out for them. They watch have a knack. I mean, they have a knack. That's their Super Bowl. So that was a really fun game to watch. Uh, SMU now, obviously, with one loss. Um, you know, so you got three Group of Five teams. You may even have more, but off the top of my head, I know of three Group of Five teams that have one loss. So that race is going to start getting tighter and tighter. Uh, we're going to move to the West Coast for a little bit before we get back into the cocktail party on the East Coast. You had my upset watch last week. Uh, almost came to fruition. Utah won a great game against Washington, uh, 33-28. Utah ranked pretty high in this playoff poll that came out last night, which Brick and I will talk about in a second. Um, and then you've got, uh, you had Oregon and USC. Oregon mopping up USC, 56-24. Um, really, though, I think one of the big storylines from this Oregon-USC game while I do want to talk about Justin Herbert and how strong he looks and how good this Oregon offense looks, Keaton Slovis, man, 
this guy came I, I know I talked about him last week a little bit, but this guy came seemingly out of nowhere and is just he's a gunslinger. He threw three picks, had three touchdowns. I'm not saying he's a great you know, the greatest quarterback in the world, or even the one, greatest one on that team, but he was thrown into the fire and he's responded. Yeah, it should be interesting to see uh, during the offseason whatever coach we think Urban Meyer, I think Urban Meyer, um, inherits that program because I, I well, think I think the loss to Oregon, the way they lost to Oregon, is now, is, you is heard enough. This news out of USC about Cincinnati, Cincinnati's AD. Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's AD was supposed to take the USC job, and was basically pen on paper. And then, oh, no, wait, I'm not taking this job anymore. And it came out that the reason that is is because he wanted to hire uh, Urban Meyer at USC. And USC's president said, no, that is not an option. We are not hiring Urban Meyer. Mm, hey, if, that, if that's the truth, then, then I've been wrong. I still expect right. it to be it's Urban a rumor. Meyer. It's yeah. a rumor, but the fact of the matter is, Everybody said Cincinnati AD to USC, and now he's not there. Yeah. You know, so something happened. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know, but that sounds very believable to me. A school that's had a lot of bad press as far as college football is concerned in the past, you probably wouldn't want to hire a guy who's covered up uh, a domestic abuse allegation. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, and you did you did have uh, the FSU AD come, come out and flat say now Taggart was still the coach. I guess we'll talk about that search in a little while too. But yeah, you know, we, he said we've if, got some things to talk about in between weeks. <laughs> he here. said if Taggart gets hit by, gets hit by a bus tomorrow, we're still not going after uh, Urban Meyer. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, so. but the point is, whoever inherits that program is uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting quarterback battle leading into For next sure. year. For sure, and I think even though USC is not really a. A, a massive force to be reckoned with this year. I think they've exceeded expectations in that they're not just laying down and dying in games that they're probably going to lose, right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they're second in the Pac-12 South right now. Then again, UCLA still mathematically has a chance at the Pac-12 South right now, which is insane, but they, they've almost, got a shot. It's almost, t- uh, it's almost like teams don't always keep playing the way they were playing in September. Huh, how about that? Uh, so Oregon and Utah... Uh, coming out, they're in the top ten in the college football playoff. Brick, are you shocked by that, or you was that to be expected? What is the committee thinking? I guess you're talking about where Oregon and Utah were. Yes. Remind me of where I know Utah was seven. Where was Oregon? Uh, I believe Oregon was six. Right were they six? Me. Okay, they were six and seven. Maybe maybe that's a lie. Hold on, let me look. But I'm pretty sure that's what it was. They may have been nine and seven. I think Oregon was seven. Utah may have been nine. But give me a second. Sure. Regardless, they're top ten, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you know, usually uh, yeah, you had Oregon, you had Oregon seven, Utah eight, Georgia six. You had um. Usually, in my opinion, in my in my very humble opinion, those those earliest polls are very. I don't. I I think they're very carefully set up to protect the committee early on, right? They 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 lose nothing by putting you know two SEC and two Big Ten schools in there because they know that everything's going to work out another way. I don't know. People were mad at Ohio State being the number one team in the country. I guess I'm getting way off. I'm not really surprised where they. I was maybe a little surprised of having yeah, Utah we'll, ahead of we'll, Oklahoma. We'll talk about this in a second, but. You and I had the same thought. I texted something to my uh, 
to one of my buddies at work and you tweeted something uh, almost exactly at the same time. So I want to talk about that in just a second. Last game I want to talk about from last week, though, you had the cocktail party. Florida made a push at the end, but it wasn't enough. Georgia doing just enough to win the game is how I would describe that. Uh, winning 24-17. Did Georgia win this game or did Florida lose it? I think Georgia won it. Uh, their defense was awesome. I, yeah. They really were. Like the offense sure. didn't always convert when they when they needed to, but I think the offense wasn't horrible either. This game wasn't as close as the, as the final score predicted. It didn't ever feel like Georgia was ever in danger in this game. Not even no, really, not even one it time. Really didn't. They it really didn't. Uh, Kyle Trask played a a decent enough game, uh, but just couldn't. He wasn't spectacular. And unfortunately, to beat that Georgia team, you kind of need to be spectacular. Um, in that game, and I guess in that atmosphere. Now, granted, I'm not really sure how great Georgia is. Um, but, you know, Jake Fromm came out 20 for 30, 279, two touchdowns. It's just not the Jake Fromm that was advertised a couple of years ago, right? Going into that 2017 National Championship, you heard about Jake Fromm and you heard he was the end-all be-all. He was your prototype pocket passer quarterback. He was, you know, the kid who's flipping the ball in the backfield right before he throws it. And he's a gunslinger, and he can let it fly. And this season, it, it almost feels like it's like a, like a NASCAR with a restrictor plate. It feels like, for some reason, they won't take the restrictor plate off Jake Fromm, and I don't understand why. I don't know if they're just afraid he'll get pick-happy, or he's just going to you know get the ball batted down at the line, or he's going to make stupid decisions, or whatever it is. But it seems like they just don't want to let Jake Fromm throw the ball around the field. Well, that's like always that's always time. that's always been Georgia's offense. I don't know that Georgia's ever really unleashed a downfield passing attack. They you know, had they, to against. Uh, I know they had to against Oklahoma in that playoff game. Yeah, I mean a couple times when they had no choice. But but when they're when they're right. you know, what that that's that's sort of been Georgia. Now uh, that this is now we're seeing Georgia without you know McCole Hardman and all the receivers that they've had the last few years. You know they got a bunch of freshmen catching passes and right. and, a, and a and a grad transfer and a. You know, guys that haven't been in the system and, and, and don't have the it that's sort of I think that's affected um you know, quote unquote, uh Jake Fromm more than anything, but that's sort of who Georgia is, honestly. I mean it's like, you know Alabama could have had uh whoever they wanted, but as long as, as Jim McElwain was calling the offense in twenty ten, Julio Jones is only gonna get eight hundred yards a season. Right. So Yeah. No, I uh, excuse me. Uh, DeAndre Swift uh, with another decent night, 25 carries, 86 yards. That stat line's not impressive, but when you go back and watch the game, he had a lot of really big carries in that. Yeah, game. he he had some he had some some uh, some big plays and some some important plays and key moments. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anything else you want to touch on on the cocktail party? Um, you know, that's just other than the obvious that now you know Georgia's in the driver's seat. Georgia's not you know. They they control their own destiny. Obviously, again, um, they're gonna they're, they they should go on to win the East. If they don't, then I don't know what happened there. But you know, somebody will see Georgia and Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that assessment. Uh, okay, before we start talking about the upcoming week in college football, we've got some college football uh, news and notes to talk about. Brick, uh, you had Willie Taggart get let go at Florida State. After less than two seasons, he's there a little over a season and a half, 21 games, and he's already fired. He's an absolute legend. He is an do absolute you, legend. 
do you think that this was a fair firing? Yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, anybody that, that wants to claim that this was unfair and he didn't get a fair shake, they, they either didn't watch the games or they're just chirping what they heard somebody else say. Because yeah. it's just... You know, it, the, 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 I guess the university could have waited until the end of the season. But the only reason to not fire him would have, would to have been if you can't afford it. If you can afford it, it had to happen. It was going to happen if not this year, the next year. The teams were unprepared. The teams were undisciplined. Uh, they, they didn't look motivated. Um, and he's, you know, he's not recruiting well anymore. He's not. They're, 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 they're sliding and spiraling in that state and in that conference to a point where you let it go on too long and then FSU is going to go the way of Tennessee. They'll be, they'll, they, they will not be recognizable as what they once were. So who do you go get if you're Florida State right now? I guess that's my big thing is I, I just don't know what the plan is from here. And I honestly, I'm not going to say that it's unfair. I, I get I get the reasoning behind it. I think that Florida State team has looked awful this season. And but hold on, they looked awful last season. This season, they've shown signs of improvement. They're not good. They're not, you know, setting the world on fire or anything like that. But, Brick, the guy hasn't gotten a recruiting class on the field yet. Yeah, but he, it's not like he inherited a barren wasteland of players. It, this isn't the same as going to a team that had no talent and saying, oh, he's got to get a couple classes together. He, he took yeah. over Jimbo Fisher's. I mean, he, Jimbo Fisher was getting in the top three of the recruiting rankings every year. Yeah, you're, you're right, and I, I totally get that. But less than two seasons— this is unprecedented. It is unprecedented. It's a, he was the he's the most expen, he's the most expensive per win coach ever. It's the most expensive buyout ever. But it, it I mean I I think it had to happen. Not, not it didn't have to happen this week of this year. It didn't have to happen in week eleven. But if the team you know maybe the team has their sights set. We don't know yet. We're finding that out. You know a lot of chatter has been that Bob Stoops is their guy. I don't think it happens. I don't either. But I think Bob Stoops loves the XFL and he's going to stay there forever. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but um, I, it, you I, know, you say who do you get? It, there's anybody who is, is better than what he was providing. Wow. Oh no! I mean, people have asked me this year, who do you think the worst coach is in college football? And I, I've been saying all year, it's well, nobody Pat did. Fitzgerald. No, no, stop, stop it. Pat Fitzgerald is one of the worst coaches of all time. We don't Period. like his personality, but nobody was doing less with more. Right. He is below Rutgers in offensive production this season. Nobody is doing less with more than Willie Taggart. Nobody. Pat Fitzgerald is a piece of garbage. Either way, they're both in the bottom. Two. All right. Well, okay. If you're if you're if you're Florida State, if you are Florida State University, and what they've been to college football for the last 30, 40 years. If you're that university and your coach could at best be compared to Pat Fitz, Fitzgerald, it's time it's time to cut him. You're right. You're right. And like I said, I'm I'm not sure if it's unfair or not. What I'm saying is I've heard I've heard good arguments both way. Right. You can see the argument of people who say this is a little early. Why not just wait till the end of the season? The team has improved. I don't know that they really have. Statistically, they have. You can go look at it. They have improved. They're on pace for another five and seven year, though. I mean, it's they're on pace to miss a bowl again. I, I 
a lot of people are saying, well, he's been fixing the culture. The players have been going to class, and you got to credit him for that. No, you can get a coach. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can get a coach that wins and your players go to class. They're, they're students. They're supposed to do that. It's, it's on Jimbo that they weren't going to class, but that doesn't mean that, you know, just because Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney are winning, that their players aren't going to class. Dabo's not having trouble with kids not being eligible. You know, their, their GPA's fine. Bama's GPA's fine. No. I mean, yeah. they're not Stanford, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, I'm not, I'm not it's, saying that... It's the, not the GPA you know. prowess of one no. Texas Longhorns University. You know? <laughs> exactly. I, remember, I know what you're, for, you're referencing. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that they've got, you know, eight road scholars, scholars on their offensive line, but... <laughs> Bama and Florida State aren't Stanford. Pass yeah. interference, 2019. <sighs> bringing, bringing you breaking news. All right. Uh, the other things that happened this week, you had the... Uh, you know what? Two weeks ago, we goofed. If you follow us on Twitter, you saw this tweet. Uh, we goofed pretty bad, buddy. Last week, we did not talk about the NFL or NFL NCAA ruling uh, about players potentially getting paid for their likeness. Um, go, give me a thirty-second spiel about that. I love it. I mean, okay, I don't know. Give me, give me a second. Let me restart that. Can I, you want me to go first? Sure. It's hard I, to do it. It's hard to do that in thirty seconds. I am very conflicted on this. Very conflicted. I like the idea of guys getting money for their likeness because I think that that is something that should be done. Especially when, I I can't remember if it was you and I talking or another podcast that I heard. Someone brought up uh, players getting hurt, like a Tyrone Prothrow, a Marcus Lattimore, a guy like that who puts on for his school, keeps his mouth shut, doesn't really say anything about getting paid, shatters his leg, his career is over, he's not really good at anything else and i hate being that guy and saying that they suck at everything else that's not really what i'm saying what i'm saying is that's the thing they were very very good at right uh and then they couldn't make any money off of a sport that controlled their whole lives and they had a freak accident it's gone right i hate that that happened to those two guys on the flip side those two guys got a free education you know and I'm a little concerned that a free education is not valued as much as getting $500 because your name's on a jersey, right? And now that this ball is rolling, I'm worried it's more of a slippery slope, right? And how do you regulate this? I just think there's a lot of uh, fog in the air as far as this ruling is concerned. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm excited that players are going to be compensated fairly uh, for what they get but I just have no idea what this looks like. I don't know that it's... See, it's not, it's not about... In my mind, it's not about them getting compensated for them playing. I no, think it's... it's likeness. It's... Yeah, it's... Exa- it's, it's okay, why so... Do they, why are they... Why is their likeness even being used? Because of their play on the field, right? Right. And, and how much... How much money is everybody else making off them? And they get 0% of that pie. Yes, they get a free... Ad, they get okay, so we'll go. We'll go back to last year. We're, we're going to talk college basketball. Actually, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to basketball, right? Um, uh, Duke, North Carolina at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I mean, you 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 live there. You know how big that was, right? Oh, they yeah. were they were selling tickets. The cheapest tickets to get into that place is at the very tippy top for thirty five hundred bucks. You know, whatever whatever they cost, and it was the most expensive collegiate collegiate sporting event the non-championship collegiate sporting event ever. Regular season, 
not, tickets have never been that high for a game. That, that was more than game of the century in Alabama. It was, and it was all because of one guy, Zion Williamson, right? But it's just, and, and these universities are making millions off of one game. But he, he, it, it, it's just the principle that a, that a man, it's not even about a student to me with this part, right? I don't think that students should be paid. I don't think you should make a salary to play college football. Right, but that that's not what the argument for me is. This is just the idea that a man can't write his own God given name or parent God given you know what I'm saying. His own yeah. name on or something. Name. Sure. <laughs> exactly. He can't like just to be told, no, if you do that, you 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 can't play. Sorry, man. And while while the guy that told him that is is making a, you know a, a billion dollars like because of what, he, what yeah, he's doing sure. because of what he's doing, yet that same guy's gonna look at him and say, Hey, your name, your name, not your play, your name you can't make money off of. That's, the, that's where it gets me. I, I don't know that there's a perfect world because it's college sports, but that, that's, to me, that's, that's so dehumanizing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, again, I don't know how this looks, though. Like, okay, great. I understand the schools and the NCAA are not paying these players. Who is paying them? How are they getting compensated for their likeness? That I'm not sure. That's that's the sticky. That's that's where people right. that make more money than me are supposed to figure that out to find a way For that, sure. that. And that's that's great. And we can all pass the buck on that, right? And just say, hey, that's not my decision. That's not my. Well, whose decision is it? And what decision are you making? That's that's what I want to know before I really cast judgment on this. I'm excited they're getting paid. At the same time, I'm worried that this the value of an education seems to be dwindling to these players. Right? That's undeniable. Okay, and I understand why that's the case. I, I understand it. But I know a lot of people I don't know a lot of people. I know there are a lot of people who would want to go to a big school to do a certain thing and they can't go to that school because they don't have the money. Not because they're not smart enough, just because they don't have the money. Because they can't get a full ride. And then you've got guys who can sling a football around pretty well and break you into a school like this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. They show up to three out of their eight classes in the week and that's it sure Darn. but slinging you know? a football around is part of your worth i don't know it's just it's a yeah and so the rocket scientist doesn't get to go to school right like this is my point it, it's just it, it devalues an education i i just i don't like that side of it i think it's a slippery slope but i'm again i'm just well, I, the rocket the rocket scientist not being able to go to school is a, it's a completely non-athletic part in its own right you know why does it cost that much I, to go to sure you know how many sure. gen, how many geniuses are we making you know uh dick trenches because because it costs you know your entire life savings and more and then some and then a lifetime of debt to go to college for four years but i don't know yeah I'm on board with it. Uh, you know, it's, I'm not saying to, to, to let the, the world run around and just, you know, get, make these players, you know, sultans. And, but they, they needed, the, 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 the players needed to benefit from, from just a little bit more, you know, from this than to just. Yeah, I, I yeah. understand it. I understand it. Again, I'm just completely torn. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just completely torn. Um, so we'll see. We could talk. We could do an entire podcast on this, but we're going to move on. Last thing I want to talk about. We should spend hardly any time on this. Uh, but the college football playoff committee did come out last night with their first rankings. Uh, you had uh, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, 
Oklahoma and Florida rounds out your top 10. Brick, give me uh, the one thing that I know you're about to say as to why this first ranking of the year doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's, 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 well, one, it doesn't matter because it won't look like that even remotely in, in two weeks. Not, not right. let, you know, let alone at the end of the year. In two weeks, it, it will look completely different. And two, because this is just a drum up TV ratings. It, it, it has, there's no, it just, and to spark argument, now we have to watch ESPN more, right? Because the college football committee and ESPN, they're, they're in bed together. We know that. So, it's just a drum up TV ratings and, and, and get us talking about it. It's basically a big advertisement for the college football playoff that, A, yeah. it happens to air on ESPN. You know, it's just, it's, it's and, oh, what, what channel did the college football playoff uh, selection poll show come on? Oh, it was on ESPN in between the two big basketball games, right? Right. You right. know, so it, it's, it's all just a show. It's. And and then the, and then the other part of it is, it is is a lot of it is just the committee being careful, right? There's there's just put just enough controversy in there while protecting yourself in future weeks, so that yep. we don't you know they 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 want to avoid the the seemingly unavoidable that they have every year of the, the who the, should be number four at the end of the year. The thing that you tweeted out last night that I was hoping you would bring up because at. 8.44 last night, you tweeted out, yearly reminder that these were the first ever CFP rankings released in 2014. Number one, number three, and number four missed the playoff. Number 16 won the national title. Right. Uh, you said that at 8.40. I sent at 8.42 to a group me that I am in. Doesn't matter. I always like to remind people that the very first ranking, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, were quote-unquote in. In the top four, right? They put three SEC teams in the top four, knowing good and well that three SEC teams aren't making the two Big Ten and two SEC teams aren't making the playoff this year. So, Maybe two S, but we we know we did just and we're gonna go. Oh, Penn State's who gives a crap if Penn State's four and Ohio State's one. They gotta yeah. play each other, right? Yeah. Alabama, LSU play this week. It's like who who Oregon's. You know, everybody's gotta play. It's like half these teams play each other now. Yeah. Uh, so again, I was glad to see that we were on the same page. Uh, because we, I feel like we have this conversation every single year, and we always bring up that I just love that Ole Miss and Mississippi State were both in the top four yeah. uh, during the first ranking. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, anyway, uh, welcome to college football where the points are made up and nothing matters. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, next week. Buddy, do we have some doozies? Okay. You have... Vanderbilt at Florida. Now, I'm really looking for the Gators to bounce hmm. back after the loss last night. No. Now, look, uh, look, for, look for Kalijah Lipscomb to catch for about <laughs> two, two, 250, 250, 250 receiving in this game against the Florida uh, DBs. You've got Maryland at Ohio State as your one seed uh, as of right now, obviously. Uh, Clemson at NC State and Raleigh. They should be fine and roll through that one. You've got App State at South Ooh. Carolina. I will be wanting hey, to watch that game. Hey, hey, I, I forgot something. I forgot something. This should be good. So everybody's upset about Ohio State being number one, which to me was super predictable. Right? I agree. Right? Super, yes. super predictable. What way to drum down the, the, the eyes on the television at 2.30 p.m., 3.30 Eastern on Saturday than to not make it one versus two? Right? What what channel does that come on? Oh, that's on CBS. Oh, well, now we're calling. You know, I I guarantee a CBS is going to have one and two on the on on the screen on Saturday. They're not going to have two and three. That oh, ain't their poll. Sure. That ain't well, their poll. That's, that's 
why why wouldn't they have it's it? All rate, it's all ratings. It's all money. This is all this the whole time. The whole time it's been money. Right, someone, it's benefit me. And- it's benefit me as a fan. But do you think it's not about money when Alabama makes it every year? Someone brought up a good point that, uh, like, if you weren't going to watch this game because it's not one versus two, you weren't going to watch this game. Yeah, exactly. Period. Like, like it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. The ra- the rankings and the the fact that there are rankings before like week six are stupid. Uh, because you don't know, there's no barometer. There's no. nothing. They're 18 to 22 year olds. They, it, it makes no sense. It makes nobody, no sense. And nobody thinks for themselves, and everybody just, you know, uh, listen. I, 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 what's the, what's the hottest take I can think of? <sighs> Colin Coward, man, did you see him this week? No. Said that Ohio State was extremely overrated and probably shouldn't be in the top four. That's extremely off brand for him too. <laughs> Like he's just he, but I get, no, it's not though. It's because not because it's the hot take. The yeah, hot that's take. true. Because everybody is talking about now. Now the now the thing is to say that the most complete team in college football, which is probably true right now, uh, might not be in a month. Who, uh, yeah. who the hell knows? But yeah, okay, I see what you're saying because everybody's spouting that, which means he's going to say the opposite, right? When Alabama's a yeah, world beater, they haven't played anybody. When Alabama hasn't played anybody, he's saying, "Well, yeah, but look at the numbers." He yeah. goes the he always goes the opposite with only co- real, not only college football but always with college football because he doesn't know that he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't know that sport he doesn't really watch it and he'll he'll admit it when he's wrong he admits it that's the funny thing about co- now that we're on it this is sort of a, a semi um, uh, sound off it it's just sports reporting gets to be so vague so vague it's all so vague right and Colin Cowherd he, listen when he when he nails something. He will be screaming it until the next season, how right he was. But when he misses it, he just takes a step back and goes, listen, hey, hey, I just I just call how I say. I don't really pay that much attention to the sport. This is just what I thought I was saying. And it's a, it's so annoying. It is annoying. It is it is very annoying. The hot take culture has just gotten nuts. Uh, I think I think and if I can brag on us for a second, I think you and I do a really good job of providing lukewarm takes. <laughs> Right, which are not like outlet, like oh, look for Maryland to upset Ohio State at home this weekend, you know, like nothing like that. But it is, you know, we do our upset warning and watch. Uh, by the way, I am putting Kansas State on upset watch against Texas this week at home, which is hilarious. That's an incredible sentence. Yeah. Tickets are two dollars right now for that Kansas State at Texas game. You can get a two dollar ticket. That's tough. I would have told you that at the beginning of the season. Number sixteen, Kansas State playing unranked Texas at home. You would have laughed in my face. I said this last week. Whichever one you picked, it, it yeah, Washington. It's like that shouldn't, that shouldn't right. exist. That that doesn't right. sound like when Texas wins. I'll go, well, of course they did. But really, that's an upset. It's yeah, college football is silly. I'm putting Kansas State on upset. Watch. You've got uh, Iowa at Wisconsin, buddy. Who you got in that one? Uh, Iowa at Wisconsin. Uh, I, I'm going to take Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I think Iowa uh, does a very odd job of making teams around them play worse. Oh, that's Somehow. their that's their forte. That is their that's their bread and butter. Uh, but on the road, I think that's going to be kind of a, Just, a tough one. Iowa uh, hasn't done anything this season that has impressed me. Right? There 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 are two games where they could have impressed me. They played them close, right? Because I want to say they uh, both both Michigan and Penn State. Their losses were. Touchdown or less? Yep, I just clicked on them. That's right. But I don't know. There's yep. nothing that they have not instilled a ton of a ton of confidence in me that they're going to go into Wisconsin and win. I Defensive, agree. their defense is good though. 
Baylor at TCU. Who do you have in this Big 12 matchup? <sighs> hey, I, I know that we have a meme where we don't regard them as an institution on this podcast, but do we, as a fo- just as a football team, when do we start taking Baylor a little seriously? Nope. No, this is a this is a serious. This isn't just. I mean, they're undefeated, right? They they are where they are. If they beat Oklahoma, is that what you want me to say? Yeah, I want to know when we start talking about the potential that that Baylor needs to be. You know, not okay. I, I guess if you talk about it and they beat Oklahoma and they look like they're gonna you know go on to a Big Twelve championship, now they're a playoff contender. When do we start to actually go? All right, maybe that's a thing. If they eviscerate TCU and then beat Oklahoma soundly, yeah. I, I will consider the Baylor Bears. What are they, 12th? Is that what they they're, were yesterday? They were 12th. They were 12th? Uh, they're a school that shall not be named as they're, of right now. Their win over West Virginia, that's semi-impressive. West Virginia hasn't been great, but, you know. You know how much I love being unbiased on this podcast, but I'm, I'm big on the Horned Frogs this weekend. Are you? Yeah, are you? Their the, the win over Oklahoma State was the one that impressed me. That's when I started to, because everything else was just oh, sort of. I don't of, think they're going to win. I'm just openly rooting against Baylor. That's okay. Hey, that's allowed. For all time, because what piece of... You know, I think Urban Meyer should go to Baylor. I think they deserve each other. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking for that game. Are they 12? Is that what we said? They are 12. Okay, okay. I don't see it. They're 12 in the country. Uh, It's it's in... uh, It's at TCU. Now, okay, in all honesty, in all honesty, and I was only asking you a question. I was trying to get you to not admit something, but but look at at the Baylor football team, because the guys on the team haven't done anything. Just the institution. So, in I, fairness yeah. of the foot, in the fairness of the football players, I'm asking. But anyway, it, it, it Baylor feels to me like that team that get to this point of the season and they are where they are, and we forget about them by the second week of November or third week of November. You know, we we won't be you know, we won't still really be. It's like Louisville a couple years ago. If it weren't for having Lamar Jackson, right? Mm. You know. We we, th- we we remembered them because they had the Heisman quarterback on the team. But if they didn't have the Heisman quarterback on their team, and you know they played Clemson close, and we thought that they were a contender, and then they lost to a bunch of teams in November, and it was over. That feels like Baylor to me, and I could be way wrong because I was I've been wrong on a few teams this year, way off. Yep. Uh, all right. The other game, uh, we got two more games I want to talk about. Both of them feature unbeaten matchups. Brick right now, Penn State is a seven-point favorite. I don't think either you and I are picking Minnesota right now. Does Penn State cover the spread? Ooh, yeah, I think so. I do too. Um, it's funny, you know, PJ Fleck. I love PJ Fleck, and I love what he's been doing there. But um, I'm pretty sure they were working on an extension form this week. He got it. He got Seven it. Years. Okay, that happened. Okay, Seven years. that was that was beautiful timing by by Minnesota. Yeah, good job. Yep. Beautiful timing because if he loses this game, right? He's still going to demand the same amount. You're still going to have to pay him that same amount. But if he wins this game, he will definitely be outpricing the University of Minnesota. Yes. If he 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 would be he'll he'll be he'll be if he wins this game he'll be he'll be the favorite to go to FSU or the favorite to go if there's no Urban Meyer you know to or or whoever fires that he'll he'll be looking at that big you know if he if he loses to the teams we expect him to lose to, right? Um, Penn State and Ohio State and Wisconsin. I don't think they play Ohio State actually, but. Um, unless they keep winning, maybe. Um, yeah, they play Wisconsin, they play Iowa, they play Penn State. If they lose two or three of those games, then he'll be right where Matt Rule is. Yeah. Anyway, that was a very long-winded answer. No, that's that's a good answer. I think Penn State wins by 14. I think Sean Clifford goes off. 
and I think uh, I think that uh, Noah Kane's going to have a big game too. Still not a Sean ground. Clifford guy. Should I be? Am I wrong for that? Have you watched him play this season? Not much. He's got 20 touchdowns and three picks, Brick. He's almost got 2,000 yards. All right. Okay. He's not bad. Like, he, he's not... I mean, he's no Tathan Martell. I'm, okay, I'm looking at what they've done. You know, he's, he's played in a couple big games. You know, Michigan's a big game. Iowa's a big game. He's sort of big game tested. I'll, okay. All right. I, I like him. I like him. I like Sean Clifford. I like that Penn State team. I don't think they make it into the playoff, but I think they're moving in the right direction. All right. The big one, Saturday night in Tuscaloosa. Excuse me. Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa because CBS has horrible decision-making skills. Uh, you've got number two LSU versus number three Alabama or number one LSU versus number two Alabama, depending on who you ask. You've got Tua Tungavailoa. He's going to play, right? He's, let's, he's, let's call it what it is. He's, he's playing. He's playing. He was always going to play. Yeah. Uh, so she's, you know, it, it, he's not fine, I don't want to say, because fine makes it seem like he's 100%. But you were out in Tuscaloosa watching him at practice this week, right? Yeah. Bouncing around, running sprints, getting outside the pocket, running four three forties. You were telling me all about it. Now I will say Alabama wasn't letting us see him sprint, but because we get a, we get like a you know a ten minute window. Yeah. Um, right. And he's warming up like we, five of those minutes. He's just ooh. doing arm circles. Yeah. To- total, we might have seen him throw eight balls, drop back eight times at the way because they're rotating the quarterbacks and you know. Even the walk-ons. Like, why are you making the walk-ons throw in front of us? But never know when they're <laughs> going to get in the game. You never know when number 19, whoever he is, is going to play. Um, no, Slightly. I mean, he's he's going to be okay. He's going to – we we'll talk about it a lot. And, and at worst, I think you may see him err, you know, toward not getting hit. I think he might be a little – but that's not the worst. Quarterback's the one position where you're fine with that. So, um Throwing, he'll be fine. Dropping back, he'll be fine. Alabama's not going to design run plays for him, but he'll be able to move around in the pocket just fine. He's got his gamer mentality. He's not going to be thinking about his ankle. He wasn't against Oklahoma last year. Um, I think he's going to be completely fine. We'll talk about it a lot, and we'll talk about Donald Trump a lot, but neither of those things are going to make an impact on this game. I am not going to talk about him. (laughs) I, I am sorry, but I just... I can tell you one thing now. Our, our news department is talking a lot about it. Oh, I'm sure. And that's why we're not going to. <laughs> um, no, it's actually insane. Like, this is not political at all. But just when, 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 when a, for people that don't know the procedure and have never had to deal with the game where the president's going to be there, it, it is, it, it's insanity as far as... Even for the media. For the fans, they've already told them we're opening up the gates an hour early. Right, we usually open it up two hours before the game. We're doing it. We're opening them at eleven eleven thirty, three hours before the game. We think you should get there then. That's what that's the email they sent, told telling us to tell people. Um, yeah. But like even for the media, like there's there's a chance that that our our guys that are going to the game are gonna have to get there at you know game at two thirty. They might have to get there at nine just to and then they have to leave their camera bags down and leave and come back so the dog can sniff through them it's like it's a whole thing it's just sort of interesting it's just interesting it has nothing nothing political whatever you believe or not it's just the the idea that the, that a person can have that much influence over a sporting event is it's crazy but it's you know it's where we live in yeah it is the world we live in uh i told you at the time that trump 
before he got elected was doing his his grand tour and was at high point when i worked there right yeah yeah i remember that just miserable just <laughs> the worst no i mean it's not, not, not it's... even be not even because of who it was we're not getting into politics on this podcast just the amount of bull crap that i had to do it's miserable for the for people that guy? yeah oh god for the people that are that 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 sporting event isn't for fun, but it's their job. It's a miserable day. <laughs> but um, no, okay. I guess we should talk about the football game. I hate that I just did that before he actually even talks about the game. But my my point was that neither Trump nor Tua's ankle, I think, will have much impact on the final score. Uh, yeah, no, I I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think this game is going to be one. Uh, See if this sounds familiar. An LSU-Alabama game is going to be one uh, not by offensive production, but by how well the defense plays. Yeah, that's, this is... This, this sounds so black and white and dumb, but how... This, this game is, is not... We, we know both these quarterbacks can sling the ball. We know that. This is not going to be lost because Joe Burrow or Tua Tungavailoa plays a bad game. Period. They may not play their best game, they may play subpar, but they're not going to play bad enough to lose their team the game. I would agree. This is going to come down to what defensive coordinator can draw up the most schemes, get the most turnovers, you know, pin them deep, you know, pin the opposition deep in field position, things like that. This is not going to be one based off of slinging the ball through the air and who makes more passes. Um, uh, that being said, I, I want to get your opinion on who's got – Flat out right now, who's got the better defense? Alabama's defense is more prepared to make an impact in this game from what they need them to do. Because like you said, neither quarterback, neither secondaries are going to shut down the other opponent. The way you're, the way you're going to cause, it's not going to be with the second, it's going to be with the pass rush. Alabama's got a, ba- a better pass rush. Um, especially, especially if Terrell Lewis can keep coming along the way he has. He started off a little quiet the last three games. He's been a monster. Um... Meanwhile, LSU just lost their best pass rushing linebacker. He left the team. Right. He's gone. Um, and they already weren't a great pass rushing team. And that, that's the reason that LSU fans took that so hard. Because they know. Especially in a game where you do have a quarterback that we don't know the full health of. And it's his ankle. You want to be able to get after that guy. You want to make him uncomfortable. Right? Yeah. Right. Bama's right. offensive line has been coming along a lot better. Uh, LSU has not been a great pass rushing team. They've been a really good secondary team. But yep. if yeah. you can't rush Tua, he's, he's going to pick you apart. And, and the same with Burrow. The same with Burrow. I'm not saying that, 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 that this is because Alabama has Terrell Lewis, they're going to win. It's, it, it, it's whatever defense can, can generate a better pass rush. And right now, looking at the guys they've got, that's Alabama. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, I think Auburn gave teams the blueprint on how to beat LSU. They just couldn't get it done. Yeah. And the one piece that we looked at and said the reason Auburn couldn't beat LSU was play the quarterback. Oh, right? yeah, the, the offense couldn't move the ball. Couldn't move the ball at all. That's not going to happen for Alabama. And I'm not saying LSU is going to play the same game because, let's be honest, LSU didn't play their best game against Auburn. I think if Alabama gets LSU's best game, they – they may they may very well lose this game, but I don't think that they're going to get blown out of the water. I don't think you're seeing a Clemson-Alabama national championship from last year uh, sort of effort out of Alabama or that sort of dominance out of LSU. Um, you know, this game is going to be won in the trenches at the defensive line uh, position 
And like you said, with pass rush, who who can pressure the quarterback? Who can get back in the other one's backfield and rattle their cage a little bit? Um, I expect this game to not – the over-under right now is 63.5. I don't think this game touches that. You don't? Um, no, I really don't. I, I, how many times have we watched an LSU-Alabama game where we're like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we, th- gonna, we thought that a couple years ago. Yeah. 50 points and, you know, the final score is 10-7. Right. Like I, I could see that happening. You just I know better than to predict an Alabama LSU game. Um, all I can say is right now, I, I like I like Alabama by a nose. Yeah. Uh, and I think a nose in this game is a touchdown. And I don't think it's a late touchdown. I don't think Alabama drives down the field with a game tied and throws it in the end zone for a touchdown. I think they're up by 10, 14, 13, something like that. And they just hold on for dear life at the end. Um, I, I I think if Tua is as healthy as people are saying, uh, Alabama is going to absolutely light the field on fire. Um, but getting into the red zone and scoring is a way different story than scoring from your 50 <laughs> on a yeah. big play. Um, I mean, I don't think this game comes down to big plays. Like I said, I think it's down in the trenches. I've got Alabama by a touchdown. I, I think I've got Alabama by a little bit more. Maybe I mean I'm not saying I'm expecting a blowout, but I I, I expect a 14 to 17 to 20 point win. I I fully okay. do. Um, you know okay. you you even have you know Nick Saban his last presser before the game was today. I mean he says that he's Tua looks good to go for Saturday. I don't know if you've seen that, but I I have yeah, yeah I out of his, out of his mouth today. So I mean I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this is game of the century part two. I don't think this is the uh, the slugfest that we saw the first time. Um, yes. I don't think it's a repeat of last year, though, either. It's somewhere in the middle, um, but yeah, I uh, I felt a know, lot better about Alabama as a team the last few weeks than I did at the beginning of the year. I, I agree. I think the defense has come leaps and bounds, and I, I don't think we've seen that same thing from LSU. I think LSU stayed consistent. They're consistently great. Now, let me wrong. tell you, if, 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 if they can't rush Burrow at all, if, 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 if they keep drawing up, you know, protection schemes that, that get Burrow the ball out quick and Terrell Lewis can't get to him, I'll tell you what, Bama's linebackers will not be able to cover those receivers. No. Not even close. No. And and but, Joe Burrow will have a field day. But I do expect Terrell Lewis to be a difference maker. And I, I usually don't pick out a defensive player and go, he's an X factor, because I just don't, honestly don't have the football acumen. But um, I do expect Terrell Lewis to make a humongous impact in this game. Imagine Alabama doesn't have the injuries that they have. I know this isn't a fun game to play. Oh yeah, is I mean, this, if if yeah, if, I mean, I guess if Dylan Moses, if Moses is out there, then yeah, if, or excuse me, if Dylan Moses isn't injured right now, this game looks way different on paper than it does, and yeah, I, I mean, think Alabama's season looks way different. Yeah, I mean, Alabama was down their two starting middle linebackers before the first snap was played this year. Josh Which, McMillan the way, was the other one. One one day we are going to have to talk about how impressive it is that that has happened and these freshman linebackers have stood up for Alabama in the manner that they have yeah they've been they've been reliable-ish but again they haven't really been tested yet Uh, this is Alabama's first test that's that's another thing that you could I guess throw in as a a storyline I mean it it is and it isn't LSU is the most tested team in the country right now and I'll give them that that's that's true that is definitely true Alabama's never been there no, there but the freshman small, linebackers have it. Right, but the rest of the team has and has been in bigger games too. You know, yeah. like it's, let's just face it, that's what it is. Um, 
So yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens here. One of my favorite quotes that I ever heard about Alabama LSU was like it was taking two sledgehammers over your head and dropping them at the same time, and whichever one broke at the bottom was the loser. Um, <laughs> and that's I've said that every year on the podcast when these two teams play. You always talk about how you love the colors of the uniforms on the field. Yeah, it's just it's 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 the it's it's just the right game. It's just great. It's 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 a crisp fall night every year. You, you know, just yeah, it's it's ball. it's like you know it, it's for, at least for Alabama fans. I know other teams play more difficult, but the way Alabama's schedule is always set up with the way teams are right now. Besides the year they played A and M, it's just like well, even then, it's just this feels like to me, at least in my little football heart, it just feels like when the season gets really serious. Yep, and I know that's a very spoiled crimson colored glasses thing to say, but I mean. It's true, though. You know, Bama starts off the season with a Virginia Tech or a West Virginia or a Duke or, a, I mean, FSU even a few years ago. And, you know, they, 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 they play they play the teams they play. And, you know, they they play their Ole Miss game. And, you know, they, they play their Tennessee game. And nobody ever really exp- – there's no drama to it other than, like, the things that make Alabama fans mad during the first two months of the season are – you know, I, I can't believe our safety didn't get his hand on that ball, and we gave up a touchdown in a in a twenty eight point win. And I know that that sounds stupid, but it's like this is the part of the year I go. It's just I don't know. I don't. It's you got. Uh, it feels like they have to start taking care of business. Bama never feels like that. That's what I, they never feel like they have to actually take care of business, right? We can Nick Saban can say what he says in the presser, but. Alabama can play their D-minus game almost every game leading up to the LSU game, and they're usually going to be fine, with a couple exceptions. But I don't know. Here we go. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. Brick, uh, one last note that we have to make. Can you go ahead and cue up uh, the, the sweetheart music? Brent, may have, I probably podcast co-host does not care about you does not care about this podcast because the sweetheart is next thursday and uh where are you gonna be um (laughs) i will be you know with with my with my um my wife and uh my beloved brother who i never see (laughs) and we'll be uh so you see me once in two and a half years and you think you can just throw me to the curb Huh? That's it. That's how it's gonna be, brother. I saw you. I saw you the other day. Like I got all the Norwood. Like I just listen. I don't give a. I don't give a. Buffalo and Kent State next Thursday night. Be following on Twitter because I will be live tweeting it because I love you. You know me. I don't care about none of y'all. I don't care about Norwood. I don't care about his marriage, and I don't care about his dog. I'm just kidding. I take the last part back. I care about your dogs, but I do not care about you. Oh, yo, no, I care about Jade. I just don't care about you. I know. Right? Uh, and I, I am pulling your leg. Uh, this, obviously, we, we, we had a big swing of it. <laughs> no, let, you, you're not pulling my leg. This is a fight. We are fighting. <laughs> I, have to hit a, I have to keep hitting a lot of buttons here. Listen, we're... <laughs> do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Yes, I do. And I don't care you about know, you. you. know who I wish I was playing in this game? Um, who? You know. 
Go ahead. Look at your soundboard. You know who I wish was playing in this game. Bootstraps, bootstraps. Will Greer, baby. Will I do Greer. wish bootstraps. He told me you were going to bring... He said before the episode he's going to find a way to bring Will Greer up, and he did it in the laziest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it about 10 seconds ago. But no, go have fun with your wife and your brother. Uh, I will be tweeting the, the uh, Sweetheart Bowl. Did I'll I mention trying... what we're saying? I think we're saying Wicked. Um, I will be uh, tweeting... At PI underscore podcast, you can follow it. Last year, the Sweetheart Bowl was a lot of fun. Even Brick can admit that one. Uh, I'm not going to, so quit asking. The Jack. <laughs> that was perfect. That was really good. Uh, go Buffs. They're going to beat Kent State. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my name etched on that trophy two years in a row, ladies and gents. How's that? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm almost certain you will. Listen, we're doing sound off today because I have one. Okay, uh, hold on right quick. Are there any other games from last week that you want to mention? I don't that you care. Are? Next week. Next week, I mean. No, we, we no, I if don't. If you're looking for a good game, you've got Arizona and USC on uh, at some point. I think that may be the 4 o'clock game. It also may be Pac-12 after dark. No, that's a 3.30 game. I was right. So 3.30, 4 o'clock game uh, will be that. Like, you're not going to be watching another game. Look, uh, out, look out for a UTEP upset over Charlotte. UTEP's going like to win their that. second game of the year. Uh, look for an Iowa State upset over Oklahoma. No, I can't even do that. That's 8 o'clock on Fox. That'll that'll wet your whistle. That'll be the nightcap tomorrow night. And then Pac-12 after dark, you've got Nevada at San Jose State. Or San Diego State, excuse me. You've got Wyoming at Boise State. I mean, what else could you want, really? What else could you want? Brick, what's your sound off this week, buddy? Okay, so I'm going I'm to go in. Um, when you're at a restaurant, and notice I said restaurant. Not fast food restaurant because I've been to sit down restaurants to do this too, and you and I and I order a chocolate milkshake. Do not bring me a vanilla milkshake mixed with Hershey syrup. That is not a chocolate milkshake. That's a Hershey syrup flavored milkshake. Maybe if you want to call it that, Hershey syrup doesn't it. It, it doesn't taste like a chocolate bar. It doesn't taste like chocolate ice cream. I don't want to sit like that's that's just I hate it. I hate it. Let me tell you, I hate it when places are lost. I, I will actually ask places, how do you make your chocolate milkshakes? And if they say we put, we make a vanilla milkshake and then we mix in Hershey syrup, I go, all right, give me a vanilla milkshake then. That is not a chocolate. You take chocolate ice cream and you mix it with milk and you put it in a blender and that is the bare minimum of what you need to do to make a chocolate milkshake. Anything else, and you're, on, you're, 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 you're all wrong. Am I, am I, am I, you, you feel me? I do feel you. I never order chocolate milkshakes. Well, I, if I want a milkshake, I'm going strawberry. If strawberry is not there, I'm going vanilla. I will say Durham, North Carolina. If you are in Durham, you go to only burger on Blackwell street. They have an orange cream sickle shake. Jade yell from the back of the room. Tell them how good that shake is. It's a good shake. It's a great shake. It's a good shake. Thank you, Jade. She's been there it's this whole gr- time. Yeah, she's been sitting back there doing Sudoku and can, finding us a new place to live the entire she, time. Can she hear me? No, she can't hear you. I've got uh, headphones in. Thank goodness. Don't tell yeah, her about that you, one thing I said. Yeah, where you said that you didn't care about our marriage. She I, nodded along. She also doesn't care. She knows. She don't, she don't care about it either. Uh, but no, uh, the orange creamsicle milkshake is incredible. You think it's she's great. looking for a place to live. She's on Tinder right now. Wow, dude! Why? <laughs> I, I know we met on no. Bumble. That's so cruel. Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah. That's the ultimate betrayal. It really is. Uh, my sound off this week is: uh, Can we stop busting people's balls because they want to put up uh, Christmas decorations early? That's my, th- thank you. That's what I'm starting off this like, podcast. I don't. With. 
I don't get why people get angry about it. Like, I get, like, I, I think it's too early. I agree, it's too early. Like, I, we just got done with Halloween. Let me take my witch and my skeleton down before you throw up your Christmas. But that's my opinion. That's what I want to do. I wait and put Christmas up after Thanksgiving. You know? But if someone wants to get another month of enjoyment out of something that makes them happy, why are you trying to play goalie and keep them away from their happiness? Exactly. Thank you. Listen, if I'm sitting here and it's July... And I want to listen to Little Drummer Boy on Spotify in, in the comfort of my own car. That sure. shit slaps. Let me listen to it. <laughs> uh, also, I, I want to point out the hypocrisy of uh, girls on social media. And I guess dudes on social media do this too, but I never really see a dude's room like this. But girls who are like, oh my god, how, Becky, how are you putting Christmas decorations up? That's so ridiculous. And they're surrounded by a bedroom full of Christmas lights. Like as a decoration, like a year-round decoration. Oh, uh, not a regular decoration? Yeah. Do you have any like, houses I, near I you that keep get, the, the lights up all year? Like I in their yard? I don't you can do that. I, I really don't. Now, if you're keeping an inflatable snowman up all year, yeah, that's a little weird. But we, what, like, it keeps you got happy, a house. whatever. We've got a house near us that keeps lights on their trees. All they don't turn them on every night. They do sometimes, and like yeah. Lane and I will actually like mention it. It'll be like <laughs> the lights are on today, but yeah. And it's you know what? Yeah, if it brings someone a little bit of joy, go for it. I also yeah, think sure. it's a guy that just doesn't want to take them down. But <laughs> I don't want them. That, hey, that shit it's, sucks. A, it's annoying. Yeah. Hey, I'm fine with it. It brings me. It brings warmth to my heart in the middle of March when I see some lights turned on and they're pretty. You like Christmas, don't you? You're a big Christmas guy. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. It's uh, anybody that goes, <laughs> Halloween's my favorite holiday. No, get out of here. There, it's not our, like there are better holidays. Uh, Halloween's oh. in my top four for sure. No, hey, that's fine. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. I, right? I would go. I would go Fourth of July. I love. Uh, I would go New Year's one, Fourth of July two, Christmas three. Thanksgiving four and then five, I would go Halloween. Are you man? New, Year, New Year's over serious. Christmas. New Year's over Christmas, and I love Christmas. Love Christmas, but you just like the little smooch you get at midnight. I know you, you little rascal. That's um no, but that, that's exactly I, I like, what I it like is. I like the feeling of turning over a new leaf. And Mr. Norwood's listening to this right now, and he knows that that's what it is. Uh no, I don't. I I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Or, or is it because you like the feeling of starting new, which is something That's that it. someone like you needs because you're you're such a you're such a piece of crap all year? Uh, at least I don't forget the sweetheart bowl. Oh, I didn't forget it. I just straight up neglected it because I ain't care. <laughs> oh, and Brick, one more thing. We almost uh, forgot. We did forget something last week. I did not forget it this week. Today, my friend, as we were recording this, Wednesday, November 6, twenty nineteen is the 150th birthday of not only one of my favorite sports, one of my favorite things on this planet, college football. turns <gasps> 150 years old today. Oh my goodness gracious, college football has a birthday. So, birth for he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good... It almost feels like Nick Saban should be the keynote speaker at the birthday party. He really, It really does. It really does with special guest Bill Belichick. <laughs> special, just just so we can get just so we can get as few words said in a birthday speech as possible. But right, no, because the party no, the party would be a rager, and Johnny Manziel would be obviously oh, the best. You man. know, could you imagine him be, at the birthday all right, party? All right, all right. right quick, right quick. 
give me your top three guest list for the college football birthday party. Johnny Manziel. Joe Joe Namath. Joe Namath is a big man on it. Yeah, and then uh, ooh, the third one's the third one's gonna come to me. Um, let's see here. Uh, Steve Adazio. The Daz. I love it. <laughs> uh, my my three. I would have to go. Uh, I, I also would go Joe Namath. I don't want to steal from you, but I would go Joe Namath. I would go uh, Jim Thorpe would be there. Um, and I need a partier. Let's go Andrew Luck. All right, Andrew Luck. Is he a partier? <laughs> the Stanford quarterback, yes, known for partying. Uh, no, partier, I would I would definitely... Uh, you know what, let's invite Tate Martell, just so I can see him sit alone in the corner. <laughs> yes. So happy birthday, college football. One little thing that I want to do, I usually do this at the end of every college football season, but this year, I'm going to read it twice. I'm going to read it uh, once right now, and I'm going to read it uh, once again at the end of the season. Uh, this is from EDSBS at Banner Society. He said this after the national championship in 2018, the second in 26th year. Uh, I get to do this as a part of my job, and it is always a joy. As stupid and flawed it is to watch college football with y'all, it is a joy because of the players who deserve so much more than they get and will hopefully one day get their due. Sounds like they might. Uh, because you only get to watch them so long before they go and become something more adult, hardened, and cynical. Something more like you probably are as an adult. And by seeing that just for a little bit, you can get something really joyous sometimes. And that's a lot of the reason why I can still watch it. That's beautiful. So, you know, that's awesome. Happy birthday to college football, the greatest sport on earth. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Brick, do you have uh, our man Steve Adazio queued up? Because you might want to get that ready. I got you. Yep. The outro. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We couldn't do this without you. It's been five years of this. You know who we are. You know what we are. I'm glad I get to be the best friend in the whole world. Whole world. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.